0: and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy to go out to the one-on-one ESPN hotline to be joined by the newest and oldest St. Louis Cardinal. He's Matt Carpenter joining us here on the show. Cardinals infielder heading into the 2024 season. We're less than a month away at this point from pitchers and catchers reporting down in uh, Florida, Jupiter, Florida for the Cardinals. Matt, we appreciate you hopping on with us today, man. What's it feel like to be in a Cardinals uniform once again?
1: Oh man. Well, hey guys, I appreciate you having having me on. Um, uh, man, I, I honestly it's been it's been so exciting. Um, you know, it's really it's kind of surreal. Uh I, I don't think it's even fully sunk in yet, um uh, just how how cool it really is. I mean, I, I would have never thought that I would get this opportunity again. Um it it's something that I, you know, my family and I are just beyond excited about and You know, really, just looking forward to it. I mean, putting on this uniform again means so much to me for so many reasons. Um, You know, one, just how iconic of a jersey this is, and and how storied of a franchise it is. But more importantly, there's so many relationships and people that are so dear to my heart um, in and around the city of St. Louis and, and part of this organization, and just being able to reconnect again with those those people and the Cardinal fans. I mean, there's just so much to look forward to, and. And um, lastly, and, and one of the, obviously one of the more, most important reasons, is, is this club. Um, I couldn't be more excited for this team. Uh, I really am looking forward to uh, you know some big things happening on the field here in St. Louis. We've got a really special group, and uh, you know, I think the Cardinal fans everywhere should be excited about it.
2: Matt, the one that you didn't say that I'm surprised is that you get to grow your beard back because, man, I was always jealous of that beard. And uh, don't get me wrong, the mustache that you had with the Padres was impressive, but I do not like Matt Carpenter without a beard. Is it coming back? Well, Are we bringing it yeah, back it's for It's got to be back,
1: my man. I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, I appreciate the beard love, and I have, there's a special place in my heart for the beard. And it will be back, but i got to warn you, there's just a little bit more gray in there now <laughs> than you're used to.
2: That's all right. That's distinguished right there. It looks good when it's got gray in it. Wow, well, I
0: appreciate it. <laughs> is that something that you're already preparing
2: for? You got to, you, you're growing it out in the off season or got is that to. something
0: that'll take a couple of months during the regular season to get to? Oh no, it's kind of scary. it'll be uh, it'll be
1: there for spring. Um everyone you'll everyone to get a look at it. Um I, uh, you know, it just wouldn't feel right to put on that jersey without the beer.
2: (laughs) Amen to that, Matt. So, so take us take us into that conversation, if you don't mind, with John Moselek. I mean, we heard from him on Friday about you know the the idea of bringing you back with the Cardinals. But from your mindset, what was that phone call like?
1: You know, it was it was it was very interesting. I mean, I think everyone kind of, or maybe not everyone knows the story, but um, you know obviously was signed back to go to St. Louis this year. Uh, I got a phone call uh, early in the off season from uh, the GM in St. Louis, uh, AJ Friller, that they were, you're going to have to make a a trade um, for financial reasons. And um, I ended up, you know, getting acquired by the Atlanta Braves. Well, not soon after that, uh, you know, the Atlanta Braves reached out and let me know that, um, you know, I wasn't going to be a part of their team going in the, you know, for the 2024 season going forward and and that they were, um, you know, looking to trade me uh, and also potential opportunity to um, release me and let me, you know, be a free agent. And um, so, you know, with that in mind, uh, you know, I didn't really know what was going to happen for, you know, a couple of days I was kind of left in limbo wondering if maybe I was going to get traded somewhere or if I was, you know, I didn't really know what my my future kind of was looking like for this upcoming season. And then, you know, they ended up releasing me. And, um, you know, obviously when you get released from a major league team, you become a free agent. Well, I got a phone call. Um, well, my agent got a phone call from Mo like that very day. And I I was, it's really caught off guard. I mean, it was one of the last teams that we thought, I mean, we had kind of talked anytime you go through a situation like that, you kind of, or, you know, go over with your agent some of the teams that you think might reach out. And we had a list and, A lot of that list uh, actually happened. My agent was right about a lot of them, but the one that we just wasn't on our radar at all all was St. Louis, and um, and they were one of the first teams to call. And obviously, I was super excited about that potential opportunity. And you know, I want to make very clear, and I think people know. I mean, my heart is in the city of St. Louis. My heart is with this organization. I love this place. I I I was raised in this uniform, and. I couldn't be more thrilled, uh, you know, to be back. And so when that opportunity presented itself, um, you know, I jumped all over it and, uh, you know, here we are, and I'm looking forward to, you know, what this, what, what's in store for this group and this year. And I'm really excited, very optimistic of, uh, what this team's going to be able to do going into this season.
0: Matt, I am curious when when you talk to Mo and you're going through what your role's going to look like for this team in twenty twenty four, what what was that conversation like?
1: Well it was very honest. Um, you know, Mo, you know, was like, Look, I mean, you know, we we see you as a, a left handed bat off the bench who can give us a good at bat. Um, you know, we see you as a guy who can you know, give Goldie a day off at first base when he needs it. I mean, you know, which we all know that guy is a machine over there and doesn't need many of those. Um, but, you know, m- and most importantly, you know, just being a guy, that, you know, that's, that brings a lot of experience, um, has been through a lot of adversity, um, been through, had had great seasons in St. Louis, had some tough seasons in St. Louis, has, you know, just really, you know, been through a lot and um, can help, you know, maybe speed some of the learning curve for some of the young position players that we have on this roster. And, um, I couldn't be, you know, I was, I couldn't have been more excited about that. Um, you know, at this point in my career, the things that I get the most pleasure in is that, you know, and there were so many guys that wore this uniform before me that played such a huge role in my own personal development, you know, guys like Matt holiday and Lance Bergman and Carlos Beltran and Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina and, and even some of the ones that I never played with but that were just in our clubhouse and in our spring training, you know, Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Rip Sandy's. I mean, some of these great Cardinal, you know, people and um, you know, and not by no means do I feel like my name is on the same <laughs> pedestal as those guys, but just to be able to, you know, be a guy who's worn the jersey for a long time and and to be able to help some of these young guys, uh, you know, I'm I'm fired up for it.
2: So, so, Matt, th- that was the one area that John Mozeliak talked a lot about, that leadership that you can provide in that clubhouse. And, I mean, you've been uh, in the league for 13 years. Uh, in these last couple of years, playing with the Yankees, playing with the Padres, what goes into that leadership role for a player at your level?
1: You know, uh, that's a great question. I mean, one thing that I've kind of learned over the years, um, you know, one of the things that I've adopted as a leader is, you know, it's not really – it's not like you've got to be some kind of you know dictator in the clubhouse, you know. And I, I it's just not what I found has been the best you know way of of leading. I, I think that you know it's really important for me, and and I'm going to quote uh, you know Lance Lynn. Me and I, Lance and I just talked about this this last week. It's really important for us as older players to be able to give these young guys on our roster a voice, make them feel like they're a big part of what we're trying to do and that their opinion and their, you know, personality and who they are matters and that we want them to be the best version of themselves. You know, I think that, you know, what happens a lot of times, um, you know, in major league clubhouses, well, I don't want to say a lot of times what can happen in a major league clubhouse sometimes is a disconnect from older guys to young guys, um, whether it be just from age or whether, you know, the fear of, Speaking up or, you know, even what I was talking about earlier, where the, you know, the older player feels like he has the right to, you know, boss a a young guy around. And I do think that there is a time and place to step in and say, Hey, look, you know, this is how we do things here in St. Louis. There's a, there's obviously an expectation and a cardinal way. And we all know what those things look like, but at the same time, it's important for those young guys to have a voice in that clubhouse and to feel like they belong and um, that they're, you know, they're a part of it. And, uh, you know, That's been something that I've learned as I've gotten older and been a part of different clubhouses and being around different groups and something that I really, really want to lean on uh, in in this season going
2: forward. You know, man, I I think it's a fascinating conversation because we talk a lot about this on the hockey side in terms of dealing with younger players in the game now compared to what it was when you got into the league. How difficult is that working with younger players now compared to what it was when you were one of those younger guys?
1: Well, you know, and that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, you know, the game has changed so much um, just in the in the time that you know when I first got broke into the league. I mean, you were you felt like um, you know, as a young player, you, you you just kind of needed to keep your mouth shut and you know, just find how find a way to fit in and just do your job and 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 kind of you know, really just stay out of the way. And I feel like what good teams and what has happened over the course of, you know, the last 10, 15 years is, you know, obviously for many reasons, one being the game has gotten super young. Um, there's a lot of more younger players around, but I think you just learn over time that there's a better way of doing things. And, um, you know, one of the things that I was very fortunate, um, and I I got to kind of see develop, you know, through some of the better teams we had in St. Louis was we did a good job of that. And, um, you know, some of those older guys were really good at making the young guys feel like they were a part of it and, um, you know, giving them a voice. And so that was kind of how I learned um, that this is kind of the right way to do it. And, you know, we w- what's unique about this roster is we've got a really unique mix of, you know, we've got kind of some top-end guys that are closer to my age. Um, some so There's a big group of veterans, but there's also a ton of up-and-coming you know, young superstar caliber players. Um, so it's a good balance, and I think we can both um, help each other. Uh, you know, when you have that good that good mix of young and, and, and veterans, um, it, can excite, it can ignite a clubhouse because those guys bring so much energy. And then, you know, we can hopefully impart some wisdom and experience to kind of make it all work.
0: We're talking to Matt Carpenter for another couple of minutes. uh, Newest Cardinal here on 101 ESPN coming back for the 2024 season. It was announced late last week that that would be the case. Uh, Matt, I'm not sure how specifically to ask this question, honestly. I'm I'm having a tough time finding a way to formulate it. But last year was hard on Nolan Arenado, And you have a good relationship with Nolan. You have a good relationship with Matt Holiday, who is also a good good friend uh, with Nolan. And he was asked in a conversation with Katie Wu about your presence being back inside of that clubhouse and he spoke incredibly highly of the importance of specifically bringing you back to St. Louis to help inside of that clubhouse with some of the leadership role that last year uh, fell on him. What is that going to be like for you to be to be back with Nolan here in St. Louis and to share some of those responsibilities with certainly he and Paul Goldschmidt?
1: Well, um, you know... I want to make sure it's it's something that is really hard to understand unless you've been kind of in a clubhouse and you 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 see the dynamic of what it is to be a guy like Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt and be be required to kind of you know wear the brunt of you're the face of the franchise the pressures of going out and performing at an everyday level and you know being ready to post and play 162 games every single year and, you know, put up big numbers and lead and be an example. And there's a lot of pressure that goes in that neither of those guys shy away from it. They're, they're very capable and they do a very good job of it. But at the same time, you know, one thing that I personally, you know, remember and have been through myself, you know, at, you know, some of the er, earlier on, you know, in the middle of my career in St. Louis, when I was an everyday player and, you know, feeling the pressure of trying to perform and, and be that guy is it really does help when you have a player who's a veteran guy who's kind of on that bench and just somebody that, you know, everyone can, you know, go up and have a conversation with when things are, you know, getting crazy or, or, you know, a word of encouragement or pull a guy aside or be a guy who has that ability to, you know, see the things that are happening so that, you know, guys like Paul and and Nolan can focus on, you know, what they need to focus on to be great players. It's hard to, have a pulse on the clubhouse and be aware of maybe where things are getting a little sideways or we you know losing some an edge in a certain area and go out there and perform and play at a high level. It takes a special person to be able to do. It. I haven't played with many that can do it. You know it's really, really hard. So having, having some eyes on the bench, having a, a guy in the clubhouse um, whose baby plate and responsibility of playing isn't as much of a burden as, some of, as, as a guy who's in there every single day. It just helps carry the load, and, um, you know, I think it's important, you know, for them to have those kind of guys. And, and I don't want, you know, I say all that to preface, too, that, you know, I, I think it's very important for, you know, Cardinal fans to know that neither of those guys shy away from it. They they, they own it and they do it, but I'm just saying it it, it it helps to have another another guy to help lighten that load.
0: Matt, final question that I've got for you, and thank you so much for the time today. That was a really interesting answer, by the way. Um, when, when you look at what it's going to be like for you this year, you've got Lance Lynn. You mentioned you had a conversation uh, already with him about what it's going to be like leading this team. You, you've got Daniel Descalzo as the bench coach heading into this season as well. Is it a bit of a reunion for you guys from the early 2010s Cardinals teams that are taking place this year? I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: I that way. Certainly, um, you know, but... I think all of us uh, aren't really, you know, know, getting together and, you know, reliving the glory days. I mean, we're really focused on what what this group and what we are going to do as a group going forward in 2024, what that looks like. I I think that if anything, you know, our past experiences and what we've been through both good and bad. I mean, every, every single guy that you just mentioned has had, you know, successes and failures um, in this organization and in other organizations and just, getting us all together, getting all those minds together and, and, and bringing that um, into this room and hopefully rubbing off on everybody around us and, and trying to build something special this season. Uh, I feel really good about it. I think, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be surprised with what, you know, what happens here this season. I, I I really, really believe in this group of uh, players and, the staff that we put they put together, most done a great job. and um, Man, I just I, I, I couldn't be more excited for this upcoming season.
0: He's Matt Carpenter, newest Cardinal, signed to the team last week. He will be in spring training with the team once again. Hey, Matt, we appreciate the time, man. Good to have you back here in St. Louis. Certainly excited to see that beard back here, and uh, we'll talk with you again soon. Yeah, man. I'm going to
2: start growing my beard in <laughs> compliments to you coming back, Matt, and see if I can get it looking as sharp as yours.
1: Appreciate it, guys. Thanks again for having me on.